Do you keep seeing those recycled tips and tricks they say will help you cut down on sugar? In episode three of the Sugar Addict Coach podcast, I nervously share the real six skills that I teach my clients that create true sugar freedom. Hello, my sweet friends. Because I define sugar addiction so differently than most, it should be no surprise that the skills that I emphasize with my clients are not the same old thing you've heard over and over again. And to prove that, just for fun, I I asked ChatGPT, what were some of the skills and tips to help conquer your sugar cravings? So ChatGPT brings together all the common knowledge of the internet to answer the question that you like pose to it. And here's what it said. You gradually reduce sugar intake, stay hydrated, eat balanced meals, include fiber-rich foods, choose healthy snacks, get enough sleep, manage stress, distract yourself, identify triggers, and get support. So it's not horrible. I mean, all of it isn't worthless. There are some helpful things in there for sure. But using these tips will never get to the root of your overdesire for sugar or help you escape the sticky habit loop you've been repeating over and over again for years. So today I want to give you a quick rundown on the six skills you really need to master to solve your sugar addiction. I've discovered these tools from several different sources while I was desperately looking for help. And then I experimented with them. I tried them. I taught them. I used what works and I got feedback on what works for others. Now I've seen these six things work and I really believe in them, but I have to admit that I'm a little nervous to offer them to you all here on the podcast because I know how powerful they are and I know you can take them, apply them and change your life. You really can. And maybe if you do, you won't need me at all. But I'm also nervous because they're tricky to take and apply without guidance. So I worry that you might try for a bit and get discouraged and give up. But I started this podcast with a deep sense of purpose and a fair bit of frustration. I want people to see what is really the problem and stop trying things that don't work and are never going to work and then blaming themselves they didn't make it work. I see that cycle all the time and it breaks my heart because I know exactly how they feel. And I also started this podcast from the frustration that I can't help all the people that struggle with this. I logistically can't coach every person and not everyone wants coaching or thinks it's the best way to tackle this problem. But so many people need something and I know how valuable podcasts have been to me since I first discovered them. So it feels amazing to be able to offer this resource to you, even if I'm nervous. So I'll run down all six today and briefly explain them. When I learn something new, I like to get an overview before I dive into the details. And that is what today is all about. My plan is to take each of these six skills and dive deep in their own episodes sometime over the next few months. And then you can really start to apply them in your life and like integrate them into your perspective on your sugar habit. But right now, the overview is an introduction to the six pillars of my approach to sugar freedom. The first one is to make a commitment and clarify your why. (laughs) Oh no, it's already complicated, Helena. Those are two things together. I know, sorry to spring this double one on you first, but they have to go together because they strengthen each other and they are the perfect first step. You cannot commit to anything unless you are very sure why you are committing. I do not want you to shrug your shoulders and say, sure, here. Yeah, I know. I'm supposed to commit. I'm supposed to know why. 
you need to know exactly what you're doing and why the heck you're doing it. Okay. So you're here listening to this podcast because you feel your sugar consumption is too much. How'd you come to that conclusion? What are the things that have happened or that you've observed or that you felt that pushed you to conclude that you need to listen to the Sugar Addict Coach podcast? And then you need to figure out what do you want instead? What's the goal? Really, this is important. What will it do for you? How will your life be different? That all needs to be explored and understood so that you can make a sincere commitment that means something to you. Some of my clients don't want to eat sugar ever again. And some just want to cut down significantly, but don't want to swear off it completely. You need to create clear boundaries and know why you are committed to those boundaries. The second skill is planning. But this is way different from a diet or eating plan that's supposed to cure your sugar cravings. I do not tell you what to eat. I've been upfront. I am not a nutritionist or a doctor, and I don't even have one of those health coach certifications. I am a life coach. And a life coach helps you choose for yourself. And I trust that you already know what to eat. (laughs) Anyway, we're bombarded with all kinds of information about what to eat, when, how to combine. And a lot of it is conflicting, I've noticed. So let's not get into any of that. What I mean by planning is to support yourself by thinking ahead. Basically, think about what you're going to eat in advance and have food available for yourself. If you aren't eating the sugar you habitually have been reaching for, you must plan for that. Make sure you have something else available or you will certainly cave into the cravings. In this way, planning is such a wonderful, loving gift that you can give yourself. And it's vital and practical and it's a skill that you'll be surprised will save you often. It seems basic, but it really is key. The third skill is the one I began to teach you in the last episode, the curious pause. We must take a good, thorough look inside our own brains to see what thoughts and beliefs are reinforcing our love of sugar. Most of the thoughts floating around in our brain we assume are facts. We have all kinds of stories up there and they've never even been acknowledged, let alone questioned. The most important thing to know is that thoughts are not facts. We think they are. They make sense to us. And maybe we even have lots of evidence to support them. But please consider the freedom that's available to you if you do not have to believe every thought that runs through your head. Think about the identities you believe about yourself, like especially the identity where you believe that sugar is wonderful, it's irresistible, it's addictive, the way you eat it is not normal, that it will be super hard to quit. What would it be like if you didn't think that those were stone cold facts? So the skill I'm talking about here is first finding those thoughts, then poking holes in them, and then considering new, more helpful thoughts to adopt. This is a big one, but this is what I'm talking about when I say we're getting to the root of this habit. These thoughts are a huge part of that root system. And related to that third skill is the fourth skill of emotional processing. As we examine our thoughts, we are going to see that our thoughts create our emotions, Thoughts, beliefs, and emotions are linked. They are dependent on one another. And emotions are often a direct result of the thoughts we have. So that's super good to know. But also, let's be real, human emotions just happen. We can't change all our thoughts to avoid every negative emotion. In fact, emotions, or I sometimes call them feelings, same thing, are the reasons we do or don't do anything in life. So it's very important to pay attention to them. 
as sugar lovers, we need to learn the skill of allowing emotions and just letting them be there so we don't have to run away straight to the ice cream parlor. And it's interesting, it isn't the same across the board what emotions push us towards sugar. Most of my clients, and definitely me, turn to treats to avoid feeling negative emotions, but some clients sometimes experience positive emotions and feel the urge to eat sweets. Either way, the skill is to welcome and allow those emotions knowing that sugar is only going to solve things temporarily and that emotions are actually a vital part of being a human being on this earth. Skill number four is celebration. So when I first meet clients, they are engulfed by shame. They have a constant, I should, I should, I should refrain going through their head and there is no room for celebration. But the best kind of change, like the permanent kind, is created through positive reinforcements. We've all had the experience of buckling down and using willpower and leaning on discipline. I actually teach another definition of discipline, but I know that most people think of it as being hard on themselves and cutting themselves no slack. That only works short term, which I'm sure you've witnessed plenty of times. Celebrating your successes, your steps forward, strengthens your trust in yourself. And it shifts the environment in your head from one where you're actively looking for mess ups to where you're noticing and reinforcing any and all steps in the right direction. This is sometimes a really hard one and definitely having a coach model this for you is useful. To some of you, it might feel silly or weak, but it is most decidedly not silly or weak. It is necessary and it's a superpower that will help you succeed. Okay, the last skill is last for a reason. As I suggested in the last skill celebration, we are more apt to be hard on ourselves. At least that's what I've noticed in my clients. So I put this one last because it must be treated judiciously and it is evaluation. This whole process is a path of learning. And evaluation is the formal process of looking for those learnings and adjusting to try something new. Evaluation is not an invitation to beat yourself up mercilessly. It is productive and you leave an evaluation with excitement about what you've learned about yourself and hopefulness about what's possible to try next. So there they are, all my secrets for the real six skills you need to master. As I said, I'll go deeper into each of them soon, but I want to emphasize that they're all necessary and they all work together and that this is the most effective way to really unravel the habit of over-desire and truly change your relationship with sugar. So start thinking about that and I'll talk to you soon. So you listened to the whole episode and maybe you're left wondering, but how does this apply to me, Helena? Glad you asked. Sign up for a free coaching call and we can talk about it. I work with people one-on-one and I wanna give you a taste of that by actually helping you for 30 minutes. So go to my website, thesugaraddictcoach.com and get on my schedule. Talk to you soon.